0: Look around. Are those windows or a mirror that you're looking out? Welcome to the Movie Food Podcast, the only podcast hosted by myself, Steve Matrix, aka Steve Powers from uh, Secret Admirer, and of course, Carlo Pangalangin. This is a special episode. Carlo, he, uh, he's not going to be on mic. He's the, he's, he wanted to be the producer. He's not here. He's, he's actually, he, he, well, he's not here. But he's here. He's listening. He's he's checking all the levels. You're just not going to hear him. But I have with me a special guest, a true pioneer of movie podcasting, websites, celebrity interviews, movie trivia, and just fun talking. He does it all. He's one half of the Man I Love Films and Man I Love Fun franchise. It is, of course, the great Kai Parker. What's up, Kai?
1: What's up, Bushy boy? This is uh, this is fun. This is unique. This is weird because we we reverse roles. You've been on my show many times, but I'd like to be here with you. Yeah, leading the way is new. And and by the way, we have done a lot of shit over the last 13, 14 years. So that's kind of crazy. And uh, none of it is is done without you as is the, the voice, the singing voice of our, our show. Mm. I, I don't think we really had an identity until we had Steve Bush music laid across the top oh, of it. Well,
0: well, thank you, sir. Yeah, mm-hmm. when did you start the MILF cast? Because it's a, I feel like we met in 2012, or maybe even was it 2010? Like I don't remember what year, but it was 2010.
1: You, okay, and we had just started. We had just started it. Yeah, like it was. We started on July 4th, 2010.
0: Wow! Like at the so so, take us back to 2010. At the time, did you feel like an early adopter, or did you feel like you were doing something that a lot of people were doing?
1: You know, the more the so. At some point, I wanted to do art and I wanted to do screenwriting and some different like creative things, and I I just wasn't doing it because I was we was yeah. working so much. I was commuting out to LA where I met you at the time. I was like driving like five hours a day. Oh yeah, and I would just come home dead. Right, we're yeah. outdoors in the sun. It just it sucks. So, uh, my wife had got me to try blogging. She said just write about whatever you like, and I it, I current I I quickly realized that what I cared about was film. Yeah. Um, but the blogging side of it wasn't interesting to me. It felt like work and it felt kind of boring and it felt like everybody was doing kind of the same thing. So I really wanted to podcast and it's, it's unique now because like even like things like Nerdist, like big podcasts started around that time. Yeah. And, the, and I would have started a year and a half earlier. The only, I just didn't know how it was yeah. only through finding the film blogging that people show me like what might to get, what program to use, like how mm-hmm. to edit things like that. Yeah. And then stumbling into kind of like a format and a show and finding a partner and all that. But yeah, like it, And in the beginning that, you know, we were getting nominated for like best podcast awards and things like that. And we we did have opportunities to like uh, interview, you know, lower level celebrities, but celebrities nonetheless, and and just our friends and things like that. So it it did feel like we were doing something irreverent and interesting in the beginning Mm -hmm. um, when a lot of people were trying to do the same thing, like trying to like just sit in there and review a film. Right. And I I didn't like that. I like Doug loves movies and, and, Shows with games and, and things that were comedic in nature. So we, we gravitated yeah. towards that. And I felt like we had something different. And that's all I really cared about. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I definitely really appreciated the show. I remember listening to it. And it was, um, it's like a talk show. You know, you, you, you had segments, you had a perspective. You, you and Heather, your, your co-host, the great Heather Baxendale, have a great point of view and it's fun. And I remember being able to kind of easily create jingles for you because everything was so segmented out and sort of ideal. And, um, it, and it was the first time I'd ever tried podcasting. I, I never even thought that I could do it or be a guest or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it was awesome. And then here I am, here we are 12, 12 years later and I've produced podcasts for like all, like I have a goal of, of producing a podcast for pretty much everyone in my family. I've, I've become, <laughs> I've kind of <laughs> quartered, quartered the market on family podcasting. But, um, it does feel it's, more it's sad. Fun. It does
1: feel more saturated nowadays. Yeah. Like, and I have a hard time because I don't, I'm not, obviously since COVID I have not commuted or anything. I've been yeah. working from home primarily. Yeah. So it's like, I don't have time to listen and what I do, I have to be very selective. Yeah. Um, and I'm unfortunate in the fact that I know 20 people that podcast, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Which kind of yeah. sucks. But I like to think, well, and you mentioned our segments, by the way, there's no segments without Steve Bush's music. I, I cannot stress the importance of this. Like you really gave a voice that and gave me an opportunity to like switch things up and have, have that, you know, now we're doing this, now we're doing that. And here's the fill and here's the music boom. And mm-hmm. people like people sing your songs, man, like sing them to me regularly. Like it's, it's so <laughs> no rad That's amazing. Yeah, all the time.
0: Well, just to help you feel a little more comfortable, we, we got to play one. I got okay. it in the soundboard. Here we go. This is, of course, the theme to Kai's amazing podcast, The Milfcast. Cast. Do
1: you like movie podcasts hosted by inebriated
0: people? That's Kai with the cracking voice and Heather's touched by evil. One thinks he's Spider Man, the other is a ninja. It's the man I love, the podcast. It's the MILF Cast.
1: That is so funny. Like, I have to say two funny things. Like, so first of all, I don't think I have a cracking voice anymore. 10 years of smoking has just given me a deep, well, maybe it still cracks a little you bit. You sound but good, man. You thanks, man. Good. I know I sound sexy. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and then uh, you know I'm not inebriated tonight. I, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm inebriated adjacent. Oh. I'm. I'm. I'm working on inebriation, so I hope I have good. Good takes tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheers to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the the Heather's computer being evil thing be- came from when Heather's computer <laughs> used to glitch out in the early days yeah. of the podcast, and we would lose entire shows, and, and <laughs> a demon voice would come out of nowhere. And then the funniest thing, I don't know if people know this. When we at some point we switched from Man I Love Films to Man I Love Fun when we started streaming Mm -hmm. on Twitch. Yep. Um, And I asked Steve if he could redo our our theme song and he's like, Nope, don't have the file, but I'll edit fun in. And so it's like the Man I Love Fun podcast. And I just I love that. It just (laughs) fits the vibe of the show so well.
0: Yeah, I got lazy, but yeah, it It works. So are
1: we. It was perfect. That's what we needed.
0: Cool. Cool, 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 man. Well, again, th- thanks for uh, for inviting me on, to be a part of that pod. You know, obviously, you did all the heavy lifting, and I was, I was lucky enough to be a guest a couple times, and here we are. A couple. A couple. Fifty. A couple dozen. Six, <laughs> yeah, six over right, here, fair. six over there. Fair. All right, man. All right, let's get into the first segment, which is uh, something that uh, Carlo dubbed. It's, it's called Quick Cuts. Quick Cuts. And uh, basically, b- before we get into our feature, the thing we're going to be talking about, um, which is a a, a movie that's a, a I understand a favorite of yours. But before we get there, we're just going to talk about what we've seen lately. I don't, oddly enough oh. don't have the what we've seen lately j- jingle what? in here. God but, damn it! Um, well, you know what? I'll put it in right now. What have you seen lately? All right, we got it. Enjoy
1: the, pod- the magic of podcasting. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. So why don't you start us off? Young gentleman, Kai, beautiful sweetie boy, Kai, what have you seen lately?
1: It's a really good question. I just watched Time Crimes, but I don't think I can talk about that one. Uh, are we bringing triangles into this today at all? Or is that something we, I'm free sure. to talk about?
0: If you want okay. to talk about it, we could talk about it.
1: So my, my daughter just turned 20 Shout and for out. a long time didn't, didn't have a lot of, I know, Jesus Christ, didn't have a lot of uh, interest in watching movies, which was weird because we're like the same person like she's drawn oh. she she's drawn she <laughs> draws since she real little steve uh she has drawn her entire life just like me she has mannerisms like me she looks like me the whole nine and at some point she just didn't like films but at some point um we have this time of the week where we're alone together where the boy and the mom are mm-hmm. gone and so I said I you're older it. now let me start showing you some of these films that I like so uh it feels like you know right to talk about that one Um, there's a film called Triangle that I, I found randomly in a, in a in a magazine edition dogs no dogs barking during the podcast production uh, a mag actual magazine at Barnes and Noble of uh, Fangoria magazine you remember Fangoria magazine the oh, yeah. Mag-
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah so I was like man I haven't seen one of these pharaohs I'm Flipping through and I saw this film called Triangle that had like a really good review in there and it showed this dude with a sack on his head and an axe on a boat and I'm like I'm in that's the kind of things I like: sackheads and axes, mm-hmm. which would have been the name of our band had we ever started one. Um, we
0: thought about it. We did. We think did. about it.
1: Yeah, we had the name. And that was about it.
0: Yeah, uh, we, we used to talk about. Oh, speaking of which, sorry for this tangent. We used to talk about No Effects a lot. Are you aware that No is retiring, or they're yeah, like, what the fuck? What's happening with there? Like, wh- why are they doing this?
1: I, I hate to say it because they're still my. They're still like one of my favorite bands. But I haven't liked the I haven't liked any new shit in years. Yeah. Uh, Mike's out of his fucking mind. And I and I don't mind that he got sober or that he wears women's clothing or that he's into S&M. Like, go be yourself. I'm fine with all that. Uh, some of the shit he was saying was like a little inappropriate, even for punk rock, in my opinion, at one point. Yeah. And, and I kind of weaned away from him. But then, yeah, I heard that the other day and I was like, OK. And it was random. It was like a comment to an Instagram. Yeah. Host comment question.
0: Yeah, it feels it feels like marketing. I don't know. Like, there's Kinda. something about it that just like I don't want to fall. F- I don't want to fall for his tricks anymore. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I just,
1: I've just i moved Descendants up. Descendants yeah. are now number one. All right, Respect. and No Effects is number two. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ, we need to make that stop.
0: I guess the dog agrees. Uh,
1: what do you guys think of Triangle? Do you want to chime in here? I apologize for this, man. That is awesome. Give me one second to deal with this. Why don't you riff? It's a podcast. Do your thing.
0: All right, so as you as you know, I'm gonna play a couple more jingles. Kai is a legend. Here's a jingle um, that I made for a segment. I don't even remember what this segment was for, but here you, here it goes.
1: Kai's always right. you're always wrong. That's why the game's called Kai's always right.
0: I don't remember Kai, why were you always right and what was that game?
1: I was always right because I was always right. Uh, I would I would ask a question that I had a predetermined answer for. And people would give opinions on it, and then mm. I would say, "No, you're wrong. Here's what really happened."
0: Man, I-, I remember trying to really answer those correctly, and yeah, and just getting them. That's wrong where you fucked each up each time. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah.
0: You live and you learn. All right, here we go. Triangle. What? So is is triangle? Is it like a mystery horror? I, like I like that's the way it looks on the from like the trailer. I, f- I feel like I scrubbed through it one time.
1: The The problem with Triangle is you can't. I don't want to give anything away oh so that's that's the hard part the triangle on appearance if you go grab the dvd or pull it up on like netflix or whatever it's streaming on is gonna look like one of those uh straight to dvd mm-hmm. movies that netflix paid to have more content <laughs> i i would i would beg that you give it more um appreciation than that yeah i i, I will say that that time travel plays into the film mm-hmm. and so uh similar to time crimes which we can talk about a little bit more later um I went into it expecting a type of horror film and got like a more intelligent kind of time travel film that I thought played really well. Right. So it's essentially about a girl going on a boat with some friends for the day. It capsizes. They find a, a floating vessel, like a giant cruise ship in the middle of the sea. Mm-hmm. And then shenanigans ensue. Yeah. And the implication, I believe, is the Bermuda Triangle and that weird things happen there and all that stuff. But yeah. yeah.
0: Is it like like a looping sort of deal?
1: Which ones of them are not? Honestly, I I mean, it is, but it it plays out much more interesting than your standard kind of looping ones. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Again, I don't want to give away too much. I don't, I don't want to give away too much. I want you guys to go find it. I just want to say the name of it so that you guys know it exists because it's a really good movie. That's underappreciated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you're good at this. You're good at finding movies that are not a lot of people have seen shout shouting them out. You know, I'm more of like a, a a meat and potatoes, you know, have you seen clue? You know, have you seen Commando? Uh, That's kind of my style.
1: We used to do this thing on my blog called. um, Five films you didn't know you needed to see. And so I'd go I would go to film bloggers and ask them to contribute a write up on a film Mm -hmm. to champion that that's out there that could be seen. And I I, I had this I would have guest writers come on and I found all these great movies through that. But on top of that, I had this really cool run in the in the, you know, like late aughts or whatever you call Mm -hmm. them, the thousands. Um at Hollywood Video.
0: The Oskis. Right. I like the, I always like yeah. the Oskis.
1: The Oskis is good. It feels kind of frat, but that's that's that suits you. I like that. I'm, I'm kind of fratty. Yeah, no, totally. Um I had this good run where I'd seen everything that come out because I was digesting so many films. So I had to go into like the deep cuts, the shit that's on the other shelves that isn't on the main wall. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I got I got I got a few like bad things, but I found like Dead Men's Shoes. I found Old Boy and the Sympathy for Vengeance trailer or, or uh, trilogy. I found uh, pusher. I, you guys, I was listening to your podcast. You guys were talking about Nicholas winding Refn recently, and your partner had put, I think neon demon and like yeah. two other films of Refn's into like his pantheon. Yeah. And he didn't even mention, what is it?
0: Carlos cannon.
1: Carlos cannon. Yes, that's correct. And then he didn't even mention the pusher trilogy, which is the films that introduced me to Refn, which are, like amazing. So I had stumbled on all these films during that time frame and triangle and time crimes and all these films were kinda of like at the ass end of that. And it was it was really good time, fun time of discovering little gems that are out there to be digested. Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, you're right. Well, Carlo is famously a contrarian. He sees everything. He likes the obscure things. Um, uh, so so he probably he probably hates he probably hates the pushers or like like who like who knows? Like but uh but yeah, he's um shout out to uh Nicholas winding Ruffin. Um, yeah, and
1: the and the pusher trilogy find it you guys like it's three different character stories set in the same world and it was the first introduction i'd ever had to mads mickelson
0: cool all right yeah good Sounds stuff good all right well i'm going to introduce you to something that is i did not like at all great um have you heard of dawn's plum
1: in in a pornographic sense
0: <laughs> is is there a is is that a move
1: i feel like dawn's plum is probably a porn right
0: that's a cool, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can kind of see it like under the under the arm, but like, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That interesting kind of athletic sex kind of deal. Yeah. You know, um, This is a movie that um stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire, Kevin Connolly, and Jenny Lewis.
1: Oh, I can already tell you why it's bad.
0: That was uh, made in the mid-90s. ninety It was filmed in 95, 96, and it never got out because... There's a ton of drama, and um, basically, wait, let's talk about
1: this real quick. Let's yeah. let's look at Leo's timeline here. You're looking. Do you, do you have your computer screen up?
0: Of course. Okay.
1: Let's let. Where's Leo at? Because we're pre-Titanic, but we're we're known. I, I feel like we're in the yeah the what the Basketball Diaries kind of years. Exactly.
0: We're in like the Ju- the Romeo and Juliet. Romeo, yeah. Leo. Uh,
1: wait. Hold on. I ended up on Leonardo. Trying Arsene. to get a little artsy. Adventure. He might have done like a, a Woody Allen movie at that time you know hadn't find mainstream success but we all knew him from growing pains we're really cheering for him
0: was he was he on growing pains right yeah he was he was the kid right yeah that like, yeah it was
1: the like the the kid that just lived there one year is he like a you neighbor? know when the shows are going downhill they always had a kid
0: oh that's it okay cool um oh, wow his, his his filmography has its own wikipedia page okay this is funny so 95 so he he's already done Gilbert Grape and Boy's Life. Mm-hmm. In '95, he's doing Basketball Diaries, The Quick and the Dead, Total Eclipse, and he's probably starting to prep for Romeo and Juliet and Marvin's Room. And so this is where
1: Don's Plung comes in,
0: right? So he's on, so he's established. He's on the the come up. He's everyone knows he's going to be a big deal. And um, Toby Maguire, I think, is a friend of his who he met on one, one of those films jenny lewis who would later be you know who was uh you know more famously known as, as the musician from Kyle O'Reilly, um or rilo kylie i always mix it up you're the music guy she yeah <laughs> she um I, I just found out she, she was the girl in the wizard that um super mario brothers 3 movie that came out <laughs> um anyways so going back to dawn's plum so the reason why i saw it is because the my YouTube algorithm has me solved, and it suggested a documentary called "The Curse of Don's Plum," and it's basically okay. a three three part three part doc. Each app is like maybe twenty minutes, so it's like about an hour total. And it's basically the 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 behind the scenes story of why Don's Plum got um got I guess blocked from being released. And it's, so oh, it never
1: it's, got a release. It never got. I guess there wasn't too much streaming back then.
0: No, yeah. So it basically the, the drama is they were uh, they had this idea of doing an improvised short of like young people hanging out in a diner called Don's Plum, and it was Leo and in what I guess the group was called the Pussy Posse. I, I vaguely remember this that he that in there was in the a group. in the
1: film in the film.
0: No, it was both. I think the the pussy posse was a term that was it was almost like the Rat Pack it was like a term of young actors in the '90s. Do, do you remember this at all?
1: No. So what I do know is that Kevin Connolly, McGuire, and DiCaprio are part of a young group that also named themselves some bullshit like that. And at one point, we're going by the Wolf Pack. And I okay. believe Lucas Haas, Lucas Haas, was always also in that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I that sounds true. Also in in the in this doc. They were called the Pussy Posse. That's all I, that, that's all yeah. I know. And so they, th- being young actors full of themselves, they thought, hey, let's make an improvised short movie, a short, sorry, about um, us just hanging out in a diner and we're so talented and good. We're just going to riff our dialogue and it's going to be natural and it'll be this really cool. You know, I'm thinking they, they were trying to, capture some kind of like clerks or Tarantino level dialogue, but improv it, which is like a yeah, terrible idea. A little,
1: little favaro in there. Sprinkles of favaro in there. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah,
0: swingers-ish. Yes. So like, it, it's like stylized. They're trying to be cool. And it's like, it's like, I found it terrible. I found it so hard to actually watch the movie. Cause the whole movie is now available on YouTube also, but the doc, the doc curse of Dawn's plum is actually, is really good, but it's like, I had never heard of this this film. It's cool you get to see all these actors and actresses on uh, when they're young and about to break. And you see it's really a story of kind of, uh, I don't know, like greedy wannabe producers trying to kind of stretch a short. Like maybe it was a good idea for a short, but stretch it into a feature-length movie and it just like going
1: on on wikipedia it's saying the reason it never got distribution is dicaprio and maguire so they didn't agree to be in a feature they agreed to be in a short yeah and they tried to release it as a feature
0: well and and that that seems true from dicaprio's point of view and in the doc it 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 seems like toby maguire knew it was going to be at least 80 minutes because he he came back for like a second whole set of reshoots so it's a little murky but I, i ultimately i kind of do side with the actors i feel like They saw they saw what the movie was. It should just be a short. It should not be a feature. It's not very good. And if it did get released, it was going to look terrible for all of them. You know, to kind of be have this weird indie feature at the same time as like Titanic or whatever. (laughs) You know.
1: Yeah, and you're like you're like on the ass end of people dumping indies on us. Like there was a great run of independent film. Yeah. So where you, you would sit down and watch a Jim Darmouche black and white film of Bill Murray drinking coffee with with Rizza in like 1998 because mm-hmm. the content in the indie world was so good. But now we're in 2001. Yeah. And it it's it filmed six years prior. It's probably missed its window. This, this is the reception. Uh, it, it premiered in Berlin. Uh, one guy said it's the best film I saw in Berlin while Variety Magazine called it an unpleasant and tedious ensemble. Yeah. So that's it's, very polarizing opinions.
0: It's, um it, yeah, it's uh you have to have a really unique perspective, I think, to enjoy this movie. But it, you know, again, I would rec- I, I would recommend the documentary about it. It's only an hour long. And then if you care to watch it, it's the, the movie is now also uploaded on YouTube and you just scrub through it. You know, like Leonardo DiCaprio is really good. I think Jenny Lewis is good in, in, in her parts, but it's It's a mess, Um, and yeah, I feel I I feel bad for everybody involved. (laughs) So uh, yeah, that's Don's plum. I'm happy you've never even heard of it uh, other than that that athletic move. You
1: know, you know what's funny? I have I've seen the like when they show the image for the I don't know DVD cover or the post or whatever. I've seen it, and I'm I'm vaguely familiar with this being a thing that happened, but I have no (laughs) insight on it at all. So I'll definitely check out the doc for sure.
0: All right, cool. All right. Shout out to the Pussy Posse. All right.
1: Should, should do they
0: need that? Uh, yeah. I've got, I I think so. Right. I think so. You know. All right. All right. You know. Right. Um. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Tough crowd. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into our feature. Uh, also known as uh, in Kai's world as. Today's general discussion topic. Oh, all the hits. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Um, so we're talking time crimes. This is a Kai Parker favorite. This is from 2007 and I believe seven horror That's mystery right. sci-fi directed by Nacho Vigalando is that the way I, and written by, by the same Nacho fellow himself. Kai, um, how did you come across this? What's your history with this movie? Take it away.
1: Can I, can I ask a question first? Because I was thinking this, and I I'm like, if I'm going to ask anybody, Steve will give me a legit answer to this question. This guy's name is Nacho Vigilando. Who else has a first name that is a, as appetizing as that? Oh, like, man. what is another name that just makes you hungry?
0: Oh God, is there a, is there a Mexican Pizza Perez? God, that guy would that guy would be. I awesome. don't speak Spanish. I don't or know. Gal.
1: Yeah. Uh, don't yeah. don't
0: limit it. Quesadilla Jones. Hello,
1: sir, or very ugly, weird looking woman. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, hey, that, that that that's one of those great questions. If if we if if I, I promise you, if I come across someone with a more appetizing name, I will shoot right. you a text.
1: I'm going to give I'm going to give honor, honorable mention to Franks. To all the Franks out there, cuz it oh, makes yeah. me think of a, a nice ballpark hot dog. Oh,
0: there's nothing you better. You know what I'm saying? Nothing better on a chilly October evening.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I sent you I sent you the picture that I sent my daughter when I showed her this the thing that got me to want to watch this film. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an image of a dude trench coat,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, head wrapped in bandages, mus- much like the Invisible Man, uh, holding scissors, much,
0: much like, like Triangle,
1: much like Triangle. I'm, I'm it's bag a similarity. Sack, yeah, I told you. You give me a sharp object in your hand and a bag sack head thing. Yeah, I'm all in. Now this one is blood soaked. It's pink if you look yeah. at the picture the, the bandages are pink meaning damage has already been done so i needed to find out what happened it was very important to me um and it was just kind of stunningly mm-hmm. framed that that particular picture so I, mm-hmm. I looked more into it it had gotten some uh praise it's some Vessel. i don't remember it's been too long now it might have been tiff or Sundance or whatever the <laughs> hell it was and it was a foreign language which doesn't bother me yeah um some people don't want to read that's fine i had to yeah Make my daughter this podcast got my daughter to watch this with me because I said I have to watch it this week. You're gonna sit down and watch it. Cool. Um but yeah, I kinda it's another one I just stumbled across. It had a stunning image and I wanted to know what it was about. Did you know anything about it going in? Had you heard no, of it?
0: No, I had never heard of it. This is a total clean score for me. I don't have any um, you know, prior, you know, build-up or hype. You know, sometimes hype really messes me up you know I, yeah. I like i like to try to to do a clean score you know uh if you're meeting your your wife you kind of just want to meet her randomly in the street without you know like without you know a job or anything else in the beginning it, it, or
1: yeah it's like you know well, it's like, not like, like after I, 10 years of marriage and a couple kids right right yeah yeah we don't, Going you, back. Don't, you don't still meet her randomly in the street now
0: I mean, you know, it depends on kind of what you're kind of into, you know. Like it's Donald's. Friday and you're
1: trying some interesting shit and it's like been a rough week and you're like, how about, how about we show we're like strangers and I just start, a- I'll ask you out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, let's try a clean score meetup instead of meeting up on Friendster like we actually did meet. Um, nice. Do you, do, you remember, do you remember Friendster?
1: No, but I know it dates you very far back.
0: Yeah. it's like It was like the, the 2003 version of, My, of MySpace. Which yeah. Is
1: it was a, the failed but, one. Which is weird yeah. saying versus MySpace. <laughs> yeah,
0: MySpace before bands. Um, yes, before bands took it over. So yeah, so th- th- this was a clean score. I had n- no idea what it was. I was. I'll just. I'll just tell tell you my general thoughts. Okay. I I liked it a lot. It's very good. It's very it's good.
1: very. It, it's a very good film. I I have to say it doesn't like so I have. Recommended this film to a lot of people over the years because, like, I if I have to pick one genre, I'm going sci-fi or horror. Mm-hmm. Probably sci, I lean sci-fi, but I would take horror if I'm going on a sub-genre of sci-fi. I want time travel. It's my favorite. Yeah, and there is so many people that do it wrong, but they're like the people that get it. And the cool thing is it can be flawed like Terminator. And you can listen to people, these fucking nerds that do. Am I allowed to cuss? I didn't even ask Steve. I'm sorry. Um, is your mom listening?
0: I mean, I, I do get fines from, you know, okay. from, from from my mom. But you yeah, know, but curse away. You're do good. I
1: do you put the money in the jar for me and then I PayPal you?
0: I have to pay her Patreon. It's like it's yeah. 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 OK. Weird. All right. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll figure it out later. Anyway, I fucking love time travel movies. Mm-hmm. That's a dollar right there. What's um, your
0: favorite? What, what, like uh, other than, I guess, uh, time crimes in um, Triangle. Did you have? Do you have a, a couple of others, that are just off? I off, break. Off I, break the top? I
1: break them into tiers. Like so. Ooh. First of all, I am time when tears. It comes from... What's that?
0: Time tiers.
1: Time tiers, Yeah, I like it. Uh, come to my Patreon, and you can pay for different tiers of time travel weird stuff. Um, oh, that's a good idea. I don't like terminator as much as everyone else Ooh, so awesome. i feel like a lot of people are like t2 is like amazing or even the first terminator and i give them props for what they are but i don't i don't get riled up about them they're like the bands i wasn't listening to at the time mm-hmm. like i wasn't into gnr i was in the i was in the hip-hop and punk music but i i realized what gnr was and i appreciate it
0: right right
1: so i, I think you have to like the all-time like the beatles is back to the future mm-hmm Because it did it, not only did it on like a high level, and not even like it even worked in you know, uh, parent children kissing and was still okay to us. We were still able to digest that with our families watching it. Um, Love it. It it works. It works on that blockbuster level. I give a lot of props to Primer. Primer is an amazing film. If you guys Mm. don't know, Shane Crew was made for thirty thousand dollars, I think, or it might have been it might have been six thousand or something stupid. That is probably (laughs) one of the smarter films out there. That if it had a a forty million dollar budget, would have been phenomenal Mm -hmm. um this is one i give uh triangles one i give and then there's another one and i gotta think of the damn name let me google it there's one that came out that like literally baked my brain and it stars ethan hawk do you know the one i'm talking about by any chance (sighs) predestination
0: oh i have not seen that one okay
1: yeah, Predestination is really kind of weird and effed up, and you have to think in it. It's it, kind of like when I was done, my brain hurt a little, and I <laughs> liked it. I was happy that it happened. Okay, so, yeah. cool. So those are like kind of the ones I like a lot. What about you? Which ones do you like?
0: I mean, obviously, I, I like... Um, I don't know. I really like the looping ones. Like, I'm a sucker for um, Groundhog Day. And, like, uh, I mean, I guess that's not really time tra- travel in a way. I really like... It is
1: okay. 100% of time. He goes yeah. back a day every day. That totally yeah. counts, and it's fantastic. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed Palm Springs. I, I think a, a lot of people n- made movie. fun of it. And then, of course, yeah, Back to the Future is awesome. You do a really good Marty McFly, I, r- I recall. Is that... was Dory, I'm not going to make you... I'll, I'll, are any of those MILF casts available still? Can people listen to your impressions online?
1: Can they? I don't... Uh, it, you know, I'm not even sure anymore. Are they there, Steve? <laughs> you would know better than I would. Okay.
0: I don't know.
1: Yeah, you can you can find some of our stream stuff. Yeah. yeah so uh, the- Kai,
0: Kai has a very very t- is a very talented impressionist. We'll we'll just we'll, we'll leave it there.
1: No, I'm not. He's he's overselling it. Don't do the work. Don't even go find <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. I can well, do it. You want to hear it? It's bad.
0: Okay, sure. Let's
1: do it. All right. Marty. Wait a minute, Marty. Wait a minute. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Help me out. Help me out. Marty. Marty, I need you. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Doc. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? <laughs> it's the best I can do. I <laughs> it's, a bit.
0: It's good, man. So yeah, I yeah, I guess um coming back to uh to time time crimes. Um I don't know, do you have, yeah so when you first saw it, how did you see it? Did did you immediately start like telling everyone about it? Was it like you're just something you kept secret? Like what was the whole vibe?
1: I keep nothing secret. If I find a film I like, I'll scream to the hills and bring it up every chance I get. So like I've, I've literally told everyone that likes uh-huh. that I find myself in this I mean, if we're talking about romantic comedies, I'm not going to shimmy it in. But yeah. Um, yeah, I tell everyone I can to see it. I it's just it, it works There's on so many levels. The mm-hmm. What?
0: There's a little romance in the movie.
1: No, that's part of the thing that I like about it because it starts off a little goofy about a guy that just seems kind of simple. And he, he looks to be in like a really happy relationship. I mean, the film kind of starts with that guy coming home from the store and his wife is there and she's like, she's like the perfect wife. She's like, yeah. what should we do for dinner? I'm working on the house. All you did was go to the store. She's like, let me like give you a blowjob in the living room for no reason. Yeah,
0: what was yeah, that? Yeah, she's
1: just, this girl's a champ. Like high five her when you see her, like, right? She's a good wife. Yeah, yeah. And they have like they seem to have a good relationship. He seems to love her, and then he sees a naked girl in the forest with binoculars, <laughs> and things go to hell. You know. Okay,
0: let's back up because um, my whole like my first impression of him is that he's he, Hector is like a total like he's like Homer Simpson. He's like a he's like a boob. He's just like yeah, you know he um he's leaving the grocery store. He, all the groceries spill out of the back of his car. He's yelling for Clara to come help. She doesn't help. He brings the thing out. She's like doing all the yard work and building tables. And she's like, it's kind of like roll, rolls are a, a little flipped, which is kind of fun. And then I think she tells him to go in and take a nap. And he he pulls out the, the binoculars and is just like, like just full on just peeping Tom. It's just like, he's like a funny character.
1: He he blows the dust off the binoculars to let you know this is not something he normally does. Right. These are not frequently used binoc- binoculars.
0: Yeah. Um. You know the 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 other interesting part of the movie is you know you normally they would es- establish something about the people like what are, what are their jobs why are they moving into this house it's it's, just, it's clear they're moving in and it's clear the house is either going through some renovations or something but yes. you're never like. Why are they there? Are they professors? Yeah. Are they are they empty nesters? You know, Hector seems you know a little more, I don't know, like older than his wife, but the wife could be age appropriate. You know, I think she, I think she ultimately is.
1: She feels age appropriate. She just takes better care of herself.
0: Yeah. Much yeah. like
1: me and my wife.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Respectfully. Um I don't know, like the first 20 minutes is like really good. It's really draws you in. It's it's tense. It's fun. You know, here's
1: what I'll say, like on a second viewing, and I to a certain extent on the first viewing, when you're gonna have a time travel movie, and so spoiler, alert, it's a time travel movie, and it does a bit of the loop thing.
0: Yeah. Um uh, oh and, and by the way, I I I love sport like I think we should spoil this movie on on this okay. app. Like let's go through go it. go watch this yeah. movie
1: and then we're gonna talk about it.
0: Yeah. Let's Come back.
1: It. Pause yeah. this right here. Cool. So when you you do a time travel like this movie like this, things have to be set into play. So Mm -hmm. you have these little moments that happen that are going to loop back around again. Right. So like I almost I I called in the beginning. He gets a phone call and I Mm -hmm. literally looked at whoever was watching the first time and said he's going to be the one calling himself later in the film. Right. You called He kicks a thing. He breaks a thing. He makes a call. These things happen. I think it's actually funny that beginning film, all this stuff falls out of the back of his car, and it plays no part in the rest of the film because Mm -hmm. it feels like such a like a a teed up thing to use again. Right. I I almost felt like they were playing with us a little bit with that.
0: Yeah, and then like you know, the wife builds a table, and I think they 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 come up with some. There's some you know, they establish it's like if she can get it into a certain room then he's going to go get the food but if she can't then she's going to go and get the food like it so but then ultimately you end up seeing that table inside the house
1: and she still went and got the food yeah and my daughter made a comment on that that like this just shows what a lovely wife she is that she won the bet and still chose to go get food for him and i thought it was like a lovely observation
0: yeah and got the chair. You got the tape. Like, like, did you disassemble the table, get it in and reassemble it? Like no, she's, she's just
1: smarter than him. He's just a Homer. He's like table won't fit. And she's just like, boom, boom. you know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah. He might be like, like the last Homer Simpson. Like, um, you know, obviously from like not from 1990, you know, from like Al Bundy through here, you see a lot of Homer Simpson type characters. Yes. I haven't really seen many recently or at least I may be just not recalling them, but yeah, Hector is definitely in that kind of ilk.
1: We're just not watching CBS and NBC sitcoms anymore. That's what it is. I'm sure that Homer guy exists still. Yeah,
0: for sure. That like man boy. Um, All right, dude. So let's, let's just, let's get into it. Um, So Hector, he, uh, he sees, (laughs) he sees a topless woman in the woods. Um,
1: And some bandages. He sees some bandages in a tree first that's that's true some pink bandages
0: mm-hmm. and it piques his curiosity
1: the boobs or the bandages
0: i mean i i got it just knowing just if i if i know hector like i like i know myself he, i'm going for the boobs like he's going out there to to see yeah. what's cracking um and so it's you know it's uh, uh it wouldn't be a movie if he didn't it would, you which know, would be
1: if, a homer simpson like come online to to the topless girl like what's cracking Yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing he'd say.
0: Yeah. Um, And then when he gets there, when he eventually gets, well, so going back to your point of like how they give you information, like how they gave you the information of he received a phone call, but no one's on the, the line. He sees things in the woods. He doesn't understand. He then goes out into the street and sees cars that are like smashed into trees he sees, I think, the dumpster, I think, is toppled over. A yes. Of, he, he, he sees things. And every single one of these things he sees is going to get paid off later. Um, You know, in, in writing a time travel movie, a lot of these things could seem telegraphed and could seem kind of cheesy. But I don't know. Like, may, maybe it was just the atmosphere of the movie or the pace of it. Like, it, nothing stood out as, like to i don't know it it's it, like it worked it wasn't it was good
1: the the funny thing i was thinking about is if i went back and and made this recommendation for this film for you again i would have said let's do triangle mm-hmm. because i i found that like i've revisited triangle more than i've revisited time crimes and i really like time crimes that the the really cool part about rewatching this was it's been so many years that i forgot like the second half yeah so I, I was able to kind of view it like that going into the second half of the movie, whereas the first half of the movie, I could remember all the setup and all the things that were going to come back. Mm-hmm. Although I think you could breeze by those in a casual viewing and not even think about it, about it had you not listened to this podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. Well, cool. I'm happy that you enjoyed the uh, second half of Fresh. Yeah, because yeah, I definitely... It was it was my second, my second time seeing it. I saw it maybe a couple of months ago when you first recommended it, but I wanted to kind of give it a go again just as a refresher. So um he sees Did you can I well yeah, wait, real yeah.
1: quick based on that did you do that the first time did you pay no attention to those things and find yourself paying more attention the second time around?
0: Yeah, you know the first time watching it I'm obviously I'm hooked on what is he doing? Who is this girl with the boobs? You know, who is this hot wife? Like I was like hooked on like the the main anchors are so good that those other details kind of get lost the first viewing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think we're now at the part where Hector is into the woods. He's stumbling around. He stumbles onto our poor, poor bicycle lady who's now naked, stripped, and like hanging out on a rock. Yeah. Um, I remember- necklace. I re-
1: She's not naked. She's wearing a necklace. Oh, is she? Yeah, the necklace plays into the, the plot to some extent oh somehow i
0: missed that part okay i was i was distracted as you can imagine yeah young, young Kai. Um the necklace
1: is up here steve it's up here <laughs> okay.
0: okay it's up here yeah um yeah so yeah if anyone could spot the necklace in the first viewing way to go um so yeah, and then ultimately he gets stabbed by this mystery guy with the with the pink bandages, and you know a per- pursuit, you know, a pursuit. Goes on. A, a
1: pursuit is a weird, a pursuit is a weird term. So we we joked about this. His running in this film is ridiculous. <laughs> like it looks like the cameraman can't go very fast running backwards, so he has to do that thing where he moves his arms faster than his body, mm-hmm. and and then he also just like stops a lot, and you're like, I would be a, a dude in bandages, yeah. just stabbed you in the thigh with scissors yeah and you're jogging right now
0: but i think that but that's hector's style he's like he's he's kind of flabby he gets gas he just he just had sex he's he's easily oh he's tired he's sweaty he just doesn't have the 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 energy to do much of anything except kind of be a peeping tom yeah um yeah like i definitely noticed hector gets gassed a lot yes and um Hector's he out of fall, shape. And he falls hard. Like heck so Hector 1, we, you know, we're, we're still in, we're still in Hector 1. He, he, he you know, he definitely falls at least once in these woods. And I think each subsequent Hector has at least one good fall.
1: Good stumble, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um so anyway, so eventually he he runs he, he runs away, he gets to what i guess is like a a a laboratory like like what is this compound that their house is like adjacent to
1: i assume it's google
0: oh spanish yeah it's it's google? yeah they've
1: got coffee readily available there's a bunch of wires everyone's kind of like yeah. dressed down feels like a chill like seattle like austin vibe yeah. to it
0: yeah like, have you ever been in grad school at all? Like, been in in like a...
1: No, Steve. We didn't all get to go to college, okay? Okay. Son of a bitch.
0: This looked, to me, this this hella reminded me of, of, of a grad school type setting where it's just like you have a coffee bar. There's rooms that lead to another room. And you don't know, is this yeah. going to be another office? Or is yeah. this going to be a laboratory? And then it's like, there's like kind of old but kind of young guys dressed kind of young. It's like... Yeah. That's that's the graduate student look.
1: There's a loft.
0: There's a loft.
1: It's made of wood. There's 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 all glass walls. Yes. Amidst wood stylings. Yes. It's it's
0: very odd. It's 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 um and of course and then in here is where we meet the director, writer, director Nacho. I don't know what the name of his character is in the movie. Is that
1: Nacho that plays that part? Yeah. I didn't fucking know that.
0: That's, That's fucking amazing! I v- love that Vigalando. Yeah, let's see the character name. The character name is El Hovan, which I'm guessing he's
1: the, is he's the Hovan,
0: which is like he, he's which the is Hovan. Spanish for
1: the Hovan.
0: The, uh, the yes, <laughs> the Hovan. He's he's the Spanish Theo Von. That's amazing. Ugh. Okay, cool.
1: Wait, um, we skipped the part. Can I can I tell you yeah. one of my favorite parts happened? So like okay. when he's when he runs away when he's stabbed, he goes in the woods and he hides behind like a tree in a stumbling oh, yeah. fashion the way he oh, does. Yeah. And the, the bandage guy comes chasing after him, and all of a sudden he stops, and he's got his back to him about 50 feet away, and he puts his fingers like okay symbols over his eyes and just turns around and looks at him <laughs> like he's looking at him through <laughs> finger binoculars. And it's yeah. creepy as fuck. I love that moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is a great moment. And then once you get to Hector 2 and you kind of see the the, the behind-the-scenes footage, it becomes less creepy. <laughs> yes, totally. But, um, but yeah, so we meet Theo Vaughn um, who is uh, in the lab. he uh, communicates with uh, with our guy Hector with walkie talkies um, and eventually he actually
1: he, he, like, he says I'm in another building I see a bandage man coming towards the building. Yeah. you need to get to me and they get in the same room and he tells him to get in this giant vat that has like this ceiling that comes down that he yeah. can control. And it it feels uncomfortable. It feels like the guy is forcing him into this vat.
0: It's like milk. It looks like milk. Yeah. It's it's very odd. But Hector is so like he's Or he's, semen. He's yeah. You know.
1: You, you know. you saw the movie you saw, I saw the one I yeah, saw. Yeah.
0: I saw. Um okay. That that tells me a lot. Um yeah. so I you know, Hector's pretty pretty brave he's either really brave to get into this vat of semen or he's so scared of this guy with the bandage that he'll get into a vat of semen. Like, either way, yeah. it's pretty, pretty compelling.
1: Yeah. Well, I'd put, you know, bloody bandage face guys with scissors high on my list of reasons to get into vats of semen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's top yeah. 10 for sure.
0: Although, okay, it is kind of funny. Scissors, Scissors being the weapon. It's kind of a funny weapon.
1: It is, but there's scissors are a fucking knife. It's two. It's well, no, it it can be two. Like I can make them slightly agape and take both your eyes out. But if I put them together, I'm essentially holding a knife. Right. A dull knife, which is almost like, like I'd almost rather (laughs) be stabbed with a steak knife than a butter knife. Like, let's be honest here, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. What slasher would you be rather be stabbed with, Hector Two, or Jason Voorhees?
1: I don't. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Hector too because it's gonna be a smaller wound. But I I feel like that uh, the, the same principle applies in that they're both dull weapons, so it's yeah. gonna be a lot more blunt force trauma, mm-hmm. a lot more effort to pierce the skin in the initial prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know I what like I mean? that. Yeah, I like that you've thought about this.
1: Yeah. This well, fuck good. man. What are you gonna do? You're just gonna go into forests and not think about these things going <laughs> <laughs> forward in your you've life? You've
0: got Come to on. think about these people. Yeah. Come on. So ultimately, life lessons. yeah, he goes in, he comes out, and now we're introduced to Hector 2, and we kind of get the whole rigmarole, very simple expl- explanation of this this time machine essentially, which it's it's, yes. it's a really funny time machine. This time machine only only sends you back an hour and a half,
1: yeah, or so using male semen. Yeah, but <laughs> can I can I can I say what I like about this part? Like a lot. So like, I have I have a lot of love He's, for this film. Uh, from, I think, 2000, 2001 called Swordfish. Do you know the film Swordfish? Oh, yeah. Okay. so or as I like to call it, the movie Hugh Jackman and uh, Halle Berry did in between X-Men films and Halle Berry got five million per breast. Yeah. To show them off. Um, So, by the way, I think Swordfish is an amazing film. As stupid as it is, I think the first two minutes of that movie where John Travolta does the monologue is, is one of the best cinematic things ever. Mm hmm when he references Dog Day Afternoon and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Swordfish was the first time I realized that films have what I call too much information sentences, which is something I've Ugh. taught my wife. And now whenever we see them, we look at each other and we laugh. The Matrix yeah. has a ton of them. But I, I remember Don Cheadle comes in the room and they've got Hugh Jackman. And he's like, what's the number two hacker in the world doing in Seattle? <laughs> and I'm like, nobody greets anyone like that. Yeah. But we needed to know he's really good. Not the best. Yeah, but he's he's number two, right? Yeah. So I hate that shit. Don't give me too much information. Show me. <laughs> so I think the thing that this film does really well is when he goes through the time machine the first time and we're beginning like the next, I guess, loop. Yeah. Uh, they when he goes to explain it to him, which is kind of the scene that has next. And, and by the way, H- Hector's ridiculous in the next 10 minutes. Like he does <laughs> everything you wouldn't do. He's like, well, I could just go home and explain or I should go yeah. see myself and. Yeah. Why is she with this weird man? He's like, "That's you five minutes ago." He's like, "No, he's a weird dude. Look at no, me, I, look at him. Yeah. <laughs> that's Homer Simpson, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. So, that guy. He's gonna wait. He's gonna get a blowjob. I I yeah, deserve the blowjob. I've
1: already had that, but I want it again. And then he then he does then he makes the phone call, knowing he got a phone call, yeah. right? That we called in the first five minutes, but. When, when Nacho or uh, the whole one sits down, I hope that's not like a bad thing to say. Um, he, no, he, he draws him a little timeline thing to explain what's happening to him. And he initially labels them Hector 1 and Hector 2. And and that in and of itself and its simplicity is one of the reasons why I think this will, this film is well-conceived and well-written and well-done. Because, first of all, this is a 90-minute movie. And it, it, it doesn't waste time on anything. It, it It gets right to everything and you don't... There's no fat on this film. It's very scaled down, but it doesn't skip anything either. Yeah. But it also says we're going to be very complicated in this 30 minutes, but we're not going to do what Primer did. And really make you wonder a lot of what's happening. I'm going to explain this is Hector one and this is Hector two. So they come out of the gates calling them Hector one and Hector two. And I find that really helpful. Yeah. To follow the timeline of what's happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just think it's good writing.
0: And like the, the simple drawing, the explanation, the, the the fact that he even takes a break t- to get a coffee, like all that is just like classic grad student, classic uh, El Hovin. worker. And uh, while you were while while you were vamping, I, I looked up. El Elhoven is Spanish for the young man.
1: Okay, that's good. So,
0: so that's what Nacho. Was if I playing. was calling
1: him the something inappropriate, I don't want to be doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is all on the up and up. We're good. We're good. So makes
1: far. me think, It makes me think of Jay Z for some reason too.
0: Huh? Yeah. I wonder. I, I wonder if Jay Z is a fan, or if uh, he also is he is he possibly time traveling? I don't know. I, I don't know if if we'll ever know.
1: You have to have gone back to learn the shit to do what he did, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> bad. That's my. It's not bad. <laughs> Thanks. It's no Marty McFly, but it's good. Let's give the props <laughs> it's, there. It's that was my first attempt. So hey, um, so the thing I like about Hector 2, he is even more of an idiot and like <laughs> and it like he it's just like the ch- he's just driven by his hectorness yes. to this like in put himself in the drama and yeah nacho the grad student el hoven is wise enough just to let him go he's like you're just going to do what 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 you're going to do huh hector steals the van keys takes this little cute white car <laughs> out sees the girl on the bike pa- stops gets hit by a car because he's parked on the parkway and then out of the goodness of her heart that this the young girl on the bike comes and helps him yeah doesn't um,
1: take the van keys let's be clear about it takes the small car keys
0: takes the small car keys thank you yeah um
1: by the way, this girl, yeah. this girl whose boobs we've already been introduced to and they're lovely, turns out her heart is bigger than her beauty. She mm-hmm. repetitively through this film does nothing but kind things for a stranger. Yes. Mind you, I, I, so when he's hit by the car, he goes into a tree and he's got a, a, a significant cut on his head, proceeds to bandage himself in the fashion of the invisible man for some reason. Yeah, No idea why. Because if it's me, I'm going circular around the forehead. Because yeah. I want, you know, first of all, I want people to think I have more hair. But secondly, like, I need to see. He mm-hmm. proceeds to put it cross-eyed, cockeyed, diagonally, <laughs> every direction he can. And mind you, to the perfect horror villain fit. Like, a yeah. little flap over the eyes, a little flap over the nose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then proceeds to give random, weird answers to a point where if you were trying to help someone in a car crash, yeah, you would probably still run away because of the way this guy looks and acts. Because yeah. he's acting like a true Hector fashion.
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh, he's such a Hector. Um Ugh, the worst. Actually, I saw a little piece of t- trivia here. Um, so did you recognize... So, okay, obviously you recognize she had uh, the bicyclist who's played by... I'm looking at Barbara Goanaga. Um, okay. She um, was wearing a shirt. At this point, she's she shirted. Did you see what the design was on her shirt? Oh, no. Okay, apparently she's depicting uh a famous image of Schrodinger's cat interesting there's two cats so that's kind of there's so it's a little bit tied to like the parallel you know like obviously Schrodinger's cat is tied to quantum mechanics and time travel you know probability because college and whatnot but go ahead. Is, you know it's like it's kind of kind of tie, tied in to time crimes there which is a little bit mm-hmm. and there's a spit so the two cats are like reversed and they're the way that the cats are positioned 69. in the negative space, in the negative space between the cats, there's like a a, a logo. There's like a, there's like a shape, and that same shape apparently is on the keys. There's like on it's the like keys. the logo
1: for the company, maybe. Yeah.
0: Which, may, which 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 then I wonder, was she biking towards the company? Like, does she work with Nacho? Does she work with? Maybe our it's guy? Nacho's
1: girlfriend. Maybe there's a whole sub story there. That'd be interesting to find out. Yeah. Because they also say the thing is like everyone was supposed to be gone for the weekend. The fact that Nacho's there, he hung back to do some like to fire up this machine that he wasn't supposed to fire up and cause all this problem in the first place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: was she going there? Was she to be involved in that? Was she? Go- no, she was doing something else. She actually says what she was doing, which plays into the whole weapon thing.
0: Right. She was giving her friend a haircut. Yeah. Which obviously wasn't Nacho. Yeah. So she went That's somewhere else, but maybe she, but maybe she's coming back. It's like un- unclear. So it's unclear if she's connected to this laboratory slash what a research facility.
1: Clearly, she's tied. If she's got the logo from the keys on her shirt, right? There's got to be a substory well, there.
0: Yeah, it's like a loose tie because, like, yeah. But anyways, like, like let's just pretend she's deeply involved with Nacho.
1: Okay, okay. She's the mastermind behind it all. She's mm-hmm. Geppetto. Yeah, I, I okay. like that. All right.
0: Yeah. So poor poor schrodinger's cat lady ultimately you know she so she reveals she has the scissors hector hector too has it in his mind i gotta take these (laughs) and um, yeah just
1: pockets the scissors like she helps him up to the road he's bandaged his face she hasn't part of it was interesting to me because i'm like all right she hasn't seen his face yet so shit goes awry later on he still got an out right yeah. Um and she helps him over and at this point the the dumpster's knocked over too as a result of the crash and this is where he finds that pea coat mm-hmm. that he puts on to give him the full horror movie look.
0: Yeah, he's fully assembled, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then he just proceeds to say like come in this rapey forest with me to be raped, essentially. Yeah. Like he he's he's not and the funny thing is Hector's too dumb to even realize like uh, the the privilege of this position, the, like I don't even know how to say this correctly. Like uh, like uh, any man doing this to a woman is in this thing where he's overpowering her and coming from, like Hector's not doing that. Hector's not, not like I'm happy for that. Don't get me wrong, because yeah. I hate when women are treated that way. But Hector's not like trying to do that. Hector is trying to like fix the problem. He's trying to get back to his wife, like his. I don't know how to say it. He's in this position where any other man is yeah. using his power to do something horrible to a woman, whereas Hector is really just trying to get back to his wife. Yeah. And these awful things are happening. Am I expressing this the right way? I yeah, don't know.
0: No. Yeah, yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. I'm not going to leave you hanging, brother. Okay, um, thank he, you. Uh, yeah, Put that together his, for me. His main goal, and, and I think L. Hoven tells him, is that you, you, we need to get Hector to get come up here. We need to get Hector to come mm-hmm. to the semen tank. And at this point, Hector two realizes, "Oh shit! I have to get this girl topless into the forest in order to get Hector one off of his chair." So, so, so it's like, and the,
1: and the funny thing is, she's been saying things of sense, like, "I can just go get help. Like, your bandage, I've given yeah. you water. You're on the side of the road. Sit here. I will go get help." And he's like, "No, come into weird, rapey kill forest with me." Yeah. And
0: right for some reason. I know, and like, you know, if there's an infinite version of this movie, I would like to see what would happen if they played that part a little more like realistic of what would happen, of just like she helps him, the ambulance comes, and like what would it be like if Hector one doesn't then get to the tank? Because, yes, that, you know, but ultimately, you know, we're not going to know. And Hector two succeeds in coercing the woman <laughs> to get topless to draw Hector one out and um, they get into a fight. She gets knocked out and he realizes he has to strip her. I think that's, that's the part that that's like, you know, obviously there's a lot of like, like mental loops you have to jump through to make the movie work.
1: This is the, this is the chicken, the egg moment. Yeah. Right. So whenever you're dealing with time travel at some point, what, what came first, the chicken that laid the egg or the egg that made the chicken. Right. Mm -hmm. So, at some point, something happened where this girl ends up naked against a rock, coerced by this man. But a series of events had to happen because in in our version, all Hector is doing. And by the way, to Hector's credit, along the lines of what I was saying, he's telling her to get naked. But he's saying, I don't want to watch you. Just put your clothes up there. He's watching right. his wife and himself in the binoculars trying to, like, just get her in the place where she was to mm-hmm. get Hector to come. Hector, right. one Two, three, I don't know. One to come out. Yeah. So um, but at some point something had to happen in the first of these time travel events that ended up with her being naked in that spot with that face. Yeah. So this is where I see the only flaw in the like the kind of the time travel uh uh-huh. logic of the film. Because even in the first view when Hector Singer is Hector one, you can see him talking to her and her like nodding and responding. Whereas Something had to have gone ride that got them in that situation the first time this loop started, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where I where I see it slightly flawed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I do think when when we're seeing these scenes the second time, I think they do a nice job of not making it gratuitous. Like I don't know, I don't recall if you actually see her naked again in this second loop. You know, like when she's taking off her shirt, it cuts away. Yeah. You know. And then I think when he's stripping her, it's all shot from like behind or like from the point of view of her leg or the rock. Um, I can't I remember
1: if she falls or something, but essentially at some point she's out on the ground with her panties on, right? And he removes the panties just as Hector one is coming up, but mm. all you see is like her ankles. So yeah, right. there's they're not going for the yeah. gratuitous nature of it, and I appreciate yeah. that too.
0: Yeah, and so and then so ultimately you see how Hector two can get can. Uh, stab Hector 1 because he's so di- Hector 1's distracted drawn in by by the woman lying there. He then has to chase after Hector to, to kind of scare him off and so he does the the binocular move a number of times.
1: And this is the funny thing this is where you see the predestination nature of it take over, which is he finds himself near a tree that looks like all the other trees and he tries the binocular thinks he's not there, but he knows the yeah. time travel thing is going to allow him to do it at some point. So he just keeps trying yeah. until he scares him and <laughs> yeah. Hector takes off running like Homer again.
0: Yeah. You know? Oh, he, I mean, yeah. He, the, the actor who plays Hector, uh, Cara Elahand, Elahalde, I guess. Um, um, Really funny, older man running. I think, you know, obviously you yes. said it earlier, but it's like, that's how this guy would run. He's not an athlete, you know? And then, so ultimately, Hector 2, so this is where we so we so finally start to see some new stuff. Hector 2 realizes that the, the the bicyclist got away, realizes that she went to his house, follows her in. And By now the way, here, she,
1: yeah. she dies essentially twice. Like, we think she's dead on the rock with all her clothes off. Uh-huh. There's another tussle that happens where they fall down like a little hill and she hits her head and we think she's dead there and it ends with her yeah essentially running away into his b- newly being renovated home
0: yeah and here's where here's the, the part of the, the movie that like i i have the, the biggest problem with and it's just me i get lost in the floor plan of this house it's like a massive house and so i don't understand where they are where anyone's hiding and then yeah. Ultimately, when you see it again the third time with Hector 3, it's still just as confusing. Like, where is every, like... Um...
1: I find Hector 3 makes it actually a lot easier. This is where, like, I... Being a guy that's watched, like, a zillion films, my brain of goes out of the movie Magic. Oh. And I go, oh, this is what an independent filmmaker does, is hangs a bunch of tarps and things and calls it a renovated home because you were working on a shoestring budget and you got this little... Yeah casita that's in between owners you know what i mean yeah,
0: really good really smart um okay it's cool so so you didn't get lost in this house like you, you you understood it
1: no i felt familiar with the outside once we got past the gate and i said they were coming in because yeah they keep you You don't spend a lot of time you get the you get the random sex from the wife in the living room mm-hmm. you get him in a bedroom and then at some point you get him going upstairs into like a tarpy room, like they're painting or doing some other things. And at some point in the next version of this, we get like a, uh, underground green room basement type thing. So yeah, I get a little lost, but the second one catches you up because it becomes repetitive.
0: Right. Okay. Well, good. I'm happy you, uh, you obviously are are familiar with a, with a spacious floor plan. That's great. Congratulations.
1: I spent a lot of time on Zillow. Yeah, (laughs) that's
0: good. Um, yeah. So ultimately, um, it it it. So so the the way the Hector two kind of plot ends, he's chasing after the bicyclist to try to to try to calm her down or to stop her from running from him. Essentially, I, like I, I ultimately don't really know what his goal is in trying to go after her, other than to calm her down.
1: I saw his wife's there and he's worried and she's scared and he's like just wants to get everything under control.
0: Right. Okay. And so ultimately, he chases what what he what he thinks is uh, the bicycle. Oh no! Uh, I think he ends up thinking, yeah, he's chasing the bicyclist up onto the roof, tries to stop her, pulls her accidentally off, and knocks her off of the roof. Sees her, and it looks, and it's it, it's he sees his wife.
1: Yes, his wife has fallen. We see the ankle. He grabs it. She slides down the tiles and the ceiling, the roof, yeah. and falls to her death.
0: Yeah. And then, um, so obviously, at this point, he, he's—I think his only thought is, "I have to somehow fix this." And so, th- th- this is what propels Hector to to then get back into the vada semen,
1: uh, yes.
0: coerce which, Nacho. Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: By the way, it's not easy. Like, Nacho doesn't want to make any more male nachos. Like, he's done. He's done <laughs> yeah. this twice, and and he's been. This is where we find out. As he's trying to tell him, I need to go back. This is where you find yeah. out that not only was there a Hector one. Not only was there Hector two, the entire time there has been a Hector three, right. which is really enlightening. Because when you go back to Hector one, mm-hmm. when he first stumbles in and he's convincing him to get into the pod, that uneasy nature that you saw. Uh, the reason he looks so uncomfortable is because he's two hectares into this journey already, even though he's only been doing this for like 20 minutes. (laughs) Right. Which is the kind of the crazy part. So and he essentially tells him that you told me not to let you do this at any cost. And he tries to chuck the battery for the machine, but he convinces him to go find it and all the stuff. And his big reasoning is here's a walkie talkie. Well, look, I'm going to chuck it in the woods. I don't have the walkie talkie. So this can't happen again. But we all know it's going to happen again because it's fucking time travel. Yeah. So. What we realize is he sends him back again. And the funny thing is my daughter and I rewound this after the movie. So he comes through, explains everything to like him to a certain Mm -hmm. extent, tells him to do this, do this, do that. Hides behind like a machine and like you see his arm on like the outside of it. So we rewound to the beginning of the movie. Okay. To find out if you see that arm, his arm is there
0: and you don't even
1: see it. That's how like Wellcraft the movie is. Oh,
0: that's awesome. That's great.
1: Much like the alien in uh, the original alien film when Ripley's like before she puts on the spacesuit, she's sitting in the room and the alien just kind of appears out of the shadows.
0: Yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's one of those things it's there. It's there. You're the whole just time. not looking for it. That's cool.
0: Cool, man. Okay. So you just explained to me something that was confusing to me, which was how did they find the extra ba- battery canister? Like how did he know he would find it by throwing the walkie talkie?
1: He didn't. It just happened to be right next to it on the ground.
0: So, but it's because he knew he was going to have a walkie-talkie. Uh, I don't know. I, that, that okay. So that's still, here's the thing. That, that, that's still a, a mental loop for me.
1: For the audience. Yeah. The essentially what happens is Nacho says, or the Hoven says, "I'm not going to do this." He chucks the battery out in the field, and the guy Hector three realizes one of the batteries is missing, mm-hmm. and he says, "It's out there." And he tells him this whole dialogue about how you can't go back. You told me you can't go back. This is all wrong. Yada, yada, yada. Um, he goes, well, if the problem the walkie talkie, I contact you on the walkie talkie to tell you because he tells him to tell him the things he tells him on the walkie talkie in the first one. It gets more and more convoluted. <laughs> he goes, well, I'll just ditch the walkie talkie. He throws it to the ground. And when he throws it to the ground, they're at the spot in the random field where he had tossed the battery. Yeah. It's uh, serendipitous.
0: Oh, okay. It's serendipitous. Okay. Yeah. That helps. Um, all right, so so now we're finally at Hector 3. And Hector yes. 3, you know, eventually, okay, at the end of this, I'm going to ask you for, for your Hector power rankings. But okay. Hector 3 is a little more on... He's a little. He's the most on it. He's the most, like...
1: Yeah. He's the
0: least Hector of the three Hectors.
1: My, my, my favorite thing about Hector 3 is he does what it takes Tom Cruise a half an hour of time travel to do in uh, Live, Die, Repeat, which is... He gets out of, like, the 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 semen tub and just spits it out. Like, when you see Hector get <laughs> out, he's coughing. He's never touched semen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this guy just, yeah. like, spits it on the ground. He's like, let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean?
0: I've been... Yeah, I've been living in this stuff for 40 years, kind yeah. of like a, a grizzled veteran coming out of, like, a World War I trench. How do you
1: think my skin is this soft? Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Mind you, my favorite thing about Hector at this point is, like, you forget all the bumps and bruises he's got. So he looks like... Yeah, he's got goosebump, like or goose eggs, all over his face. Like his he's eyes tore are up swollen. At this point. Yeah,
0: Hector three starts to look like Palpatine. It's like it's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, and uh, Hector three has a couple good falls. I think uh, once we get to the woods, so Hector three drives a, a golf cart type thing, which is kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Now, is that scene where he's driving the the cart behind Hector two? and not you don't see that one. Oh, you, you don't see that okay cool no so that's so, the first time
1: yeah so hector three has to kind of hang back for the episode like the shit with hector one to take place and then they go out and like hector uh, uh <laughs> the hoven and hector are trying to explain it to, like trying to explain shit to each other and basically hector three just like grabs the golf cart and takes off behind them so we went back and checked that too and they show up from a different angle so you don't see cool. that
0: okay okay cool, cool. yeah
1: I'm but he gets to a back. big gate and he can't get anywhere with the golf cart so he ends up going back and he gets the van
0: The red van. Here we go. Yeah. So He's got the red van. He's plowing down the road. And I think this is when he realized, oh, I have to hit this car because ultimately Hector 2's car goes off the road because he gets hit by a red van. So he sees the cute white car, plows into it. Um, I forget if the van ultimately crashes.
1: Yeah, no, Um, he crashes too. Right, okay. Because what happens is he like... I, I can't remember if he rolls out the back, but essentially because the van crashes, everything falls out the back and what's sitting on the ground at the back of the van.
0: Wait a second. Uh, this is key. What? Yeah. What? Uh, oh, it's a walkie talkie.
1: It's the walkie talkie that yeah. he said, I won't have this thing. I've checked it on the ground. I have figured out how to trick time travel. Yay. Yeah. And suddenly yeah. he finds himself with a walkie talkie. Yeah. <laughs> because time travel, you know? Yeah.
0: And I like that all the Hectors can call nacho. And he his answer is always like, gay, okay. and but but then they, they just wait. What is his answer? Gay. Okay. I think it's just gay.
1: Okay. You said it was such like a loving, endearing okay. manner. It was like oh, I've never seen someone use a three word a three letter word so lovingly. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, sir.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, he says that magical word, and Hector always note like the person just the person just has to say this is Hector too and nacho gets it like that's yeah. what like you know it's a little simple thing you, that you gotta have in a movie um and I, I just appreciate that that there's never like a miscommunication like it's always like hector hey, hey i'm hector too Nacho's like got it hector too
1: yeah i'm caught um on. by the way he's yeah. 25 minutes in at this point so <laughs> the fact that he's even down on the numbers is like really impressive of the hoven yeah. right
0: yeah respect Hey, he is, he's a young man. So he, you know, he has the energy to kind of do all this. Yeah. Um, Especially if the, you know, the bicyclist is his girlfriend yeah. and they're, they are they have just just, yeah. that's up. all his
1: semen in the tub. Yeah. Like that guy's got young Ooh, man strength. That's
0: a good point. Yeah. yeah. I, I never thought about that. So yeah, they're, they're, they're healthy. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe unhealthy. Um,
1: what, what else are you doing in that wood cabin? <laughs> yeah, exactly. On a three day weekend when yeah. everyone else is gone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Some thesis um,
1: yeah, I had to start the tub again, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm working on my I, I wasn't supposed to
0: my dissertation, yeah, I gotcha <laughs> uh,
1: um,
0: so um at this point, Hector three, I think he's just kind of hanging back. Oh no, yeah. he goes to the house, right? Is this what he goes t- to the house to uh find Clara? Yeah.
1: He does. He he kind of works his way around it. He's kind of watching it transpire. He's playing like the man now he's like playing Geppetto, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he rolls up into the new room, which is where you might have got confused. Steve, like there's a whole nother side room that looks like like my 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 mother in law has this fall home that's on a hill. And it's like it's a two story home, but there's also a third story. You can walk in off the side oh. of it's like one of these weird. It's not a basement, but it's lower than everything else. He walks into one of those. And I, th- I think she was there. She wasn't. But then all of a sudden, his wife just shows up, and she's hearing someone in the house. She's hearing, which is obviously yeah. the woman and possibly him.
0: Right. She's hearing. I think things. she's
1: hearing the girl.
0: Right. The girl sees Hector three. Right. And he- and and Hector three warns her of the the guy with the bandages. But yeah, the, but the girl just walks off. We don't see where she goes.
1: That's right, because, again, she hasn't seen him, right? She's only seen the dude in the bandages. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's how that plays in.
0: Yeah. And so, ultimately, Hector 3 finds his wife, calms her down in kind of a funny way, and then puts her in, like, a storage area. Like, he kind of stuffs her away.
1: So, to mention this, like, when, when his wife dies in the second version, as far as we know, he is looking for where the girl hid and it looks like she went out of the window and he looks out on the ledge and there's like, he sees a ladder up to the first level and he goes out and he's like, Oh, she went down the ladder. So he goes out and then sees her on the second level, grabs her foot. And that's mm-hmm. what causes her to fall. <laughs> yeah. So essentially what Hector does with his wife, he's like, it's going to be fine. He walks her around the house. He puts her in this room on the side of that, which is what, again, a laundry room. Like there, yeah. there's a lot of weird rooms. You're right. This is a weird kind of layout. Um, Pulls, locks her in, brings out a ladder, sets it there to be the ladder he, Hector, one or two will see looking out that window. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So d- does anybody use that ladder?
1: No. It's oh. literally there to make him think that she went out and down.
0: Right. She okay. She goes gotcha. out and
1: up and hence tragedy.
0: Oh, the w- the one part we miss before, before he tells, um, he tells, um, or, 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 or I guess this part is coming up. Hector 3 ultimately meets up with the bicyclist again. And he tells her to go out like a window. And before she goes, he says, you're beautiful. You make some comment
1: to her. Well, no, first of all, I don't know if we covered this. At some point, we mentioned the table gets inside. There was a whole bet oh, about yeah, if oh, she yeah, could yeah, yeah. get the table through the door. And Hector okay. 1 or whatever goes to run up the stairs and is hit in the face with this table and mm-hmm. knocks him down the stairs. So now, Hector three has put his wife in this thing. He goes upstairs. He sees the girl. They're across in separate rooms above these stairs. Right. Hector and bandages two is coming up in bandages. Hector three grabs a table and hits himself in the face and knocks him downstairs. stairs. Yeah. And then he goes in the room with the girl. Yeah. He sits her down. Says she's beautiful. Takes the scissors. Yeah. And cuts her ponytail off to make her hair short and brown. Yeah. And tells her she should run up to the attic and go out of this window and she'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. yeah. Now my, my daughter had a really poignant mention about this part and I can't remember entirely it was, it had something to do with what he says, what Hector two says at the door when she barricades herself in and the fact that he calls her beautiful at the end. Yeah. Essential like white man being demeaning to women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish I, I can, could have it. I'll email you about it later. It was okay, really cool. lovely. Point. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah, it's, it, but it kind of summarizes the movie is that Hector, the bumbling boob, the Homer Simpson that he is, was just so drawn to her because she's beautiful and ultimately led to this terrible tragedy, which is going to be the ultimate time crime, you know, um, that she, you know, that the bicyclist is going to get. murdered for real this time. And he kind of is setting it up so that his wife isn't the one. And kind of realizing that there's no way around it because Hector 2 is going to do that thing. Yes. He can't stop like, you know, again, in a perfect perfect world, Hector 3 should stop Hector 2. He should just stop him. But in the movie... And it's a good But movie. we're bringing
1: up other implications. Seeing yourself, killing yourself. These are all like, if there's no Hector 2, there's no Hector 3. Hector 2, see, right. you know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's bigger implications. The other implication is, this is going to happen regardless. If we're getting into the predestination of this all, kind uh-huh. of. This is happening regardless. Like, I don't think Hector two's wife died. I think this girl died. That's the whole point. We were led to believe it was the wife. This is the series of events that can't be stopped, Essentially, he, the time crime is killing this lovely girl. By the way, she's nice throughout the entire goddamn movie and suffers the worst fate of it all. Hector is not the victim here. This lovely girl is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, I mean, uh, you know, so uh, so she dies. Hector leads his wife out of the storage locker, <laughs> the meat locker, wherever she was. They go hang out on the lawn.
1: Back where they were in the beginning of the film when he had the binoculars. Yeah. He grabs a lawn chair, sits it next to her. It's kind of pretty.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. And then the police are on the way because I think, I think the wife calls the had called the police. The, I think the wife had called the police. Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately, you know, in your mind, you can fathom that they're going to find the dead body. They're going to find Hector's handprint on her shoe or something.
1: I thought about this today. I'm not even going to go that far with it. It, It's going to be weird because he's going to be with the wife. You could explain it all as a fall. He could get free, except he looks like a goddamn punching bag. Yeah. You've got these cars in the middle of nowhere. The cars. His fingerprints are in all the cars.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like, I think if anything, it's going to expose because the big, the big issue that Nacho had was exposing the fact that he'd opened the time machine yeah. And at some point I think Hector Three comes out and says, They're gonna know what we did.
0: They're gonna know. Yeah.
1: So I think I think the reveal is they're gonna find out that the time travel's happening. Yeah. Or what's going on at this Google place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's too many weird things happening for him to like be tied to the girl.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, but yeah, I think and then it it, it ends it ends on like a really cool overhead shot. From like the lawn over the huge house, you see the bicyclist's body, and then you maybe see the the police lights, you know, the sirens and everything coming in. Yeah. But I think is that and then it just fades to black. Is that the end?
1: Uh I think it ends with them. He says, uh something along the lines of let's enjoy it while it's still peaceful or we still have some time to enjoy this, or something uh, like that. When he's yeah, out there so- and it's like a beautiful starry night. The overhead shot of the girl is a repeat of the Hector 2 because we okay. see it initially thinking it's the wife. Yeah. And then he darts out of there. So we're not privy to like what happens on the lawn. Right. So, yeah, it's just, it, again, he he's kind of like, he did kind of defeat the cycle, mm-hmm. which is great, but also this girl died. So it's yeah. kind of shitty. <laughs> I know. You know what I it's, mean?
0: Yeah, it's it's so funny. It's like, it's a really interesting ending. It's it's really great. Just kind of little movie. That's like, even if you go back in time an hour, um, someone c- could end up dead or like, yeah. you know, like, you know, it's it's like, it, it's, or, you know, things, th- things could end up so different than they would have ordinarily gone.
1: Well, and I'll say this about the film. Like, so back to the future did what this film did in the first half hour. And back to the future too, is what this film does in the second half hour. And then, what you get in the third half hour is he's like fuck you. I'm gonna double down on this. We're gonna loop again. Yeah, I'm gonna put a third loop in this motherfucker. Yeah, you could even like, you could do a sequel off this, starting where this movie ended. Just go. Mm-hmm. There's a Hector four. You can yeah. even see everything. <laughs> like we're still going, dude. Like it's a really well written film, man.
0: I, I I don't know if I could take any more Hector's, man. This guy dude. is this guy is a, a buffoon. But yeah, but sh- the, you know the actor is very charismatic like he he like i both hate hector and i love hector he's both
1: i only hate newly introduced hector too because he's (laughs) he makes such stupid decisions yeah i'm gonna do all the things i'm gonna go i'm gonna go set this in motion yeah essentially
0: all right so here we are We, we made it through Thank you, Kai. Go for going beat by beat. I know you don't like movie reviews. I'm not going to ask you to review the movie. Just go through the whole movie. <laughs> um, so, what's your Hector power rankings? Like, who you got at the top? Who's your favorite? Who's your least favorite?
1: Uh, Hector choose at the bottom for the poor decision. Like I said, just in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I I give Hector. I, I look. You, you call Hector Homer. I don't think that's fair. I feel like Hector one loves his wife in a situation. I think he knows he has a good wife. I think the whole time of the movie, despite the bad decisions, mm-hmm. um, you, you could call this a, a. A parable of most men like mm-hmm. uh, most men have been victim of having a woman they love and adore and would do anything for and are still like uh, pulled aside by the temptation of porn or looking at a girl in a short skirt and things like this, mm. this is taking that to the umpteenth degree. Yeah, um, looking at a cute girl walking by does not mean I don't love my wife. Right. Um, there's levels of that. Don't get me wrong. And 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 I think Hector initially goes out concerned. Although you could you could say maybe not based on the way he hides it and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I would put Hector two at the bottom because he's just he truly is a buffoon. Yeah. I, I think I would put Hector 1 at the it's top because he seems like a dude down. that loves it's his good. wife. But, I, I mean, Hector 3 is the shit. So yeah. can I do a tie at one and just make a number two? Like, Hector 3's been through some shit, and he figured, he he, okay. he fought time travel and won to a certain extent. Um,
0: The way he spits out the semen alone is just like...
1: Yeah, I mean, that's impressive.
0: He comes out firing. It's, yeah. it, it's like he gave himself the blowjob. In the first,
1: yeah, oh, amazing. It's like he rejected it. He's like, "This, this <laughs> isn't good semen. Get, get me better. Find me better now."
0: Man, yeah, I was gonna go one three two, but now I'm thinking, yeah, I think it's three one two. I think Hector three really is the top dog, just from his attitude at the beginning. I'll take that. Yeah, his the, his ability to overcome a second car accident, another fall, th- to like. Um, successfully save his wife pretty brilliant and the way he nonchalantly throws the chair down the stairs or the table pretty good yeah pretty good
1: yeah every way he moves is hector three is pretty pretty yeah. neo i see i see the uh, digits and letters falling
0: cool um so yeah i don't know do you, do you have a, a, any other kind of final thoughts on the movie like like, do you have thoughts on, like, do, you know, is there a multiverse? Is there inter- inter- interdimensional travel? I know, like, a lot of that's, like, in the news or in the somewhat news. In the like,
1: news? Is that is- shit in the, there's multiverse in the news? What the fuck did I miss?
0: I think if you listen to, like, people like Tom DeLonge and, like, the UFO types, they there's a lot of, like, people that, are, like, think, like, the aliens or whatever these new beings are that, that that are showing up, like, you know, that the Navy pilots are seeing are like blipping uh, also, in and out of other dimensions verse
1: of a song in eight words like all the small things there's like eight words in that in that verse
0: hey, that's so good point. yeah i mean there's not a lot of words in this movie and it's a, it's still a pretty good movie um yeah
1: i don't i don't know man i I would, le- I would love to see a follow-up to the film yeah nacho has not been doing a ton of stuff he's gone a little back to his native country he's done like a couple little horde things and stuff I, i'd love to see him revisit this
0: yeah.
1: You could pick this up. I, I'd love to see an English I hate to yeah. say this. I'd like lo- I'm only in favor of English movie remakes when it's films that people refuse to see. Mm-hmm. And that hurts me sometimes like when Spike Lee does Old Boy, because Old Boy is a an amazing film. That trilogy is an amazing film. Amazing series of films. Um but this one could benefit from it because yeah. it would at least make people aware of it.
0: Well, you know what's and funny? I'd like to is- see a sequel to it. In the, uh, in the IMDb trivia for this movie, it says Tom Cruise was at one point attached to do an American remake of this film.
1: He would have been good. He would have been less Homer Simpson-y, he would have, a little more mormon uh, you or know, Scientology, but...
0: The running would have been a lot different.
1: Yeah, it would have been better. Tom Cruise can fake run fast and slow motion, and it works for me. It's a full body affair. He gives his best. That's all I care about. I mean,
0: he's arguably the best at it. Shout out T Cruz. All right, dude. Um, any other f- final thoughts before we bring this baby home?
1: I'm sorry for all the semen talk. You guys like, if you ever <laughs> listen to one of my podcasts, like it's usually not this much, It's like at least it's like 25% of this. So yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I would like to give a shout out. Uh, Your co-host like biting his tongue this entire time is amazing and great job in the production. He's
0: a Great producer. Thank you, Carlo.
1: Yeah, it was a great to meet you, Carlo. Um, hopefully you guys uh, I'll tell you what. Let's do this again in like six months. We'll do triangle.
0: Yeah. Before yes, I would love to do triangle for for season two. Do you have a, Do you have just a couple more minutes before we go?
1: Yeah, dude. Let's do it.
0: I got one more. I got one more segment for you. Sorry.
1: Oh shit. The game. The game. Don't blow with the game.
0: <laughs> All right, Kai. Um, oh, no. I had to do it. So, your your old podcast, "The Man I Love Films" podcast slash "Man I yeah. Love Fun" podcast. Uh, you 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 invented a very clever movie trivia game,
1: which I'm notoriously bad at playing. Right. But yes,
0: well, um, so I thought I would prepare a short the game for you. Okay. And um, I don't really know the best way to describe it. I think. Do you still remember the way that you described? Oh
1: my god! No, thing? I haven't written down. Uh, okay, here's what I've done for you, Stephen. I've chosen three films. For each film, I will give you uh, seven clues. The clues include uh, year and genre, director, actors in the film, tagline. Tagline. Uh, if you were to get uh, for each film, there is seven clues. If you were to get on the first clue, I will give you seven points. Second clue, six points. So on down. Uh, 21 is a perfect score. If you get a 12, we say you've done pretty good. How's that?
0: That's amazing. Yes, wow, exactly. It's like riding a bike. Okay. Yeah. So if you listen to that at halftime, you will, uh, no, no doubt understand it. So basically I've prepared four movies for Kai to try to guess.
1: Four? That's outside the realm of, all right, so, let's do it.
0: So this is 28. So 28 is going to be a perfect score. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. The, the game first was called Twenty One for fuck's sake. Right.
0: Well, now it's called the game. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Bear. Your first clue is a t- for seven points. Okay. And and okay. and and if you're at home, you can play along. Here we go. Just keep your own score. Here we go. This is a 2004 action crime drama thriller.
1: Action drama, thriller. Act, crime drama thriller. Okay. Action, action crime drama thriller. Okay. Space and action adventure thriller the thriller is interesting I'm one of these guys like I I have guys in the podcast who come on spend 20 20 minutes um umming and awing over the first clue I'm
0: saying I'm going to have it
1: I I, I have it or I don't have it I don't have it 04 is blank to me Mm. I know everything from 99 to 77 and then uh, I know that Batman Begins came out in 2005 and that's all that matters I'm going to say Looper which is wrong based on the year go
0: for six points In this movie is Mark Anthony or Anthony.
1: Mark Anthony. Uh, What is Man on Fire?
0: Yes, correct. For six points, this is Man on Fire. All right. Good film, Tony Scott. All right, I'm going to keep track of your points here. This is important. All
1: right. Me too. Pen and paper.
0: Your second movie for seven points. This is also a 2004 right in your hole. Uh, Action, mystery, sci fi. Thriller.
1: Yeah, mystery is interesting. Like Dylan and I, so we play a game called um, uh, we play a game called uh, Actorly. It's like an Ooh. app you can play. Like Dylan, uh, my good friend Dylan Fields, who also co-founded uh, Man Love Films, the website, and it was a freaking co co-host along with Steve Bush on the Man Love Films podcast. Uh, every day we play Framed,
0: Poster, oh, yeah.
1: and actorly. actually gives you a year and the movie is just a bunch of X's so oh, you can see cool. how many letters are each, each word of the title and it gives you the genre um, so mystery is interesting because mystery doesn't come up too often and we find that um, we find that a lot of times it's British oh like shit. so you have your knives out Oh, but you have your British and I think this might have actually helped me Steve I'm gonna go what is gotta think the years wrong what is Gosford Park
0: for six points, Damn it. in this movie is Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, two thousand four,
1: action 2004.
0: mystery sci-fi thriller. Here, okay, so you, this is. I'll give you. See, I
1: should know this. Here. There's people out there that know this. Now, Steve, tell the rule that Heather would tell right now.
0: Oh, okay. The rule here. I'm gonna play some some music.
1: Shia it's LaBeouf the is a well-known person.
0: Yeah. If uh, so. If I'm giving you a, a name, especially a famous name, at this point, it's probably a person who's lower on the call sheet. They're lower on the cast list. They're not one of the top-billed persons of this movie.
1: And many times, this is an ensemble film. So this is something we've encountered a lot. So, see, 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 see. this is this is pre Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, the defining moment of his career. Mm. Mm. This Classic. is interesting. Oh, and I think my ears are running. Uh What is Constantine?
0: Mm. For five points, the tagline to this movie, what w- will you do with yours? Uh,
1: beat it off to fill my time travel tub. <laughs> I think that's the Yeah, respectfully. <clears throat> All right, Shia LaBeouf. What will it, you do with yours?
0: It could it could be milk, like like I wonder if I could like
1: the like, film milk.
0: No, I I wonder if, if I could put the word milk in oh. every time we said tub of semen in the in the pod. Yeah, if, if it just would still work,
1: Dub it like you did my podcast song <laughs> with breast milk. Um, Shylo two thousand four, action, oh, mystery, sci-fi. It's the Thryler. mystery sci-fi.
0: What it's will mystery. you do with yours?
1: What is the one... This is pre-Transformers. He's still got that little Afro. Uh, what is the one where he's... looking? <laughs> he what's the afro. rear window remake movie? This is what I wish... By the way, this is what I wish my guests would talk like when they were trying to think of stuff. They would need to mm-hmm, riff. Yeah. Because yeah, I you're, usually get you're good silence and ums. Yeah, you're, you're
0: really good at riffing here. So we're still on... Uh, this is for five points, right? Yeah. What will you do with yours?
1: Uh, I heard and told you I will um, it's the film where he's on home arrest and uh...
0: Suspiria? No. Oh no, Suburbia?
1: You're getting closer
0: For four points Okay One. Th- this is another tagline okay. One man saw it coming
1: Wait, four po- I'm getting another tagline and not an actor right now? Yeah my favorite thing is when people do my game and do it wrong. I love this so much. Okay, say it one more time.
0: Well, I didn't want to give you the director because it's it's too obscure, I think. Um, this should
1: be an actor right now, though. Director's like hey. second or third to last. All right, tell me tell me one more time. Go.
0: I'm not perfect. One man saw it coming.
1: One man saw it coming. And what was the first one? The first clue? Yeah. Oh, oh. oh, oh. no, 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 no what? The, the first tagline.
0: What will what will you do with yours?
1: So it's what will you do with yours? And I told you. And then it's one man saw it coming? Yeah. Just to be clear. <laughs> okay. One I one. have to say what is holes. <laughs> Again, he's the lead all in right. all these, so they're wrong.
0: For uh I think this is for 3 points. Bridget Moynihan is in this movie.
1: No, the Moyn. she's
0: Oh. The Moyn dog. Is Moyn's she daddy. Man? Oh, what head, is that? i robot. Correct. I Way already know what you're doing. For three points. And I, I love that, you. That was three points. I, I love- Robotro. All right. Let's give you some Predator. Okay.
1: Hey, I just ah. want to tell you real quick. You're a good friend. Thanks, dude. Respectfully. For real. I know hey. what you're doing right now, and I love you for it.
0: I'm also really... But I, I, I can be mean, though. I can be real mean. Yeah. Okay. here we go. This next movie is a 2003 comedy drama romance. Comedy drama romance.
1: 2003. 2003. What is Love Actually?
0: Correct for seven points. My guy, Kai Parker, the Almighty, gets Love Actually. At seven. Okay, so right now you're sitting at a 16. This is a record for movie food. No one's ever gotten a score, period. <laughs> um, so this is unbelievable. L- l- let's see if you can break 20. Uh, f- for your last film, uh, this is a 1988 comedy crime. Comedy crime.
1: Interesting. Um 1988. 1988. It, it's good year. It's rough for me because I'm really heavy on 89 because I'm like Ghostbusters 2. I'm like Batman. 88's mm. it, rough. 88's it, rough. And I feel like I know what the film starts with. So that's what's really giving me a hard time.
0: Uh-oh. Have you figured out a little bit of a theme here? Okay. Yeah. Sort of.
1: sort of, I got you. I, I don't know how that one happened. One second. Riff for one second. I'm gonna okay. think about this.
0: And, and so, if, if you're playing along at home, if you think about um, the names of the movies that Kai has just guessed, that might give you a little clue as to what the theme is. But we're, uh, you know, but I'm also a mean, kind of mean, kind of right-wing fascist guy now. So it's like I could
1: pivot at any point. Are Here you we a, go. What, no. what? podcast <laughs> am I on? Jesus Christ! I should they, have they, listened to last episode.
0: This is the only racist movie podcast. Come on, dude. Oh, finally. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's finally, there's only one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Let's go with, uh, with the wrong answer of girls just want to have fun.
0: Mm. For six points, Stephen Fry is in this movie.
1: Stephen Fry, I always forget Stephen Fry is. Who's Stephen Fry?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not Stephen root. root. No, not the Root Daddy.
1: All right, I'm, I don't even give a shit. I'm, I'm, I'm Googling Stephen Fry's like... Oh, I know Stephen Fry. Okay. Comedy uh, crime. Didn't look at anything. Comedy crime. Yeah, but in 88, so... What is... Uh, has to start with films are fun, I feel like, too. Feels mm. like. Needs to. Know, uh, I'm
0: kind of an evil kind of... Kind okay. of evil spirit.
1: Man kind I of loved, a dude. I of... Uh, what is... Uh, Crocodile Dundee 3 Crocodiles <laughs> in the City. Okay. Which That'd is awesome. Alligator, the movie.
0: <laughs> For five points, the tagline is a new comedy about sex, murder, and seafood.
1: I'm. Comedy and seafood? I've never heard of this movie, I bet you. All right, <laughs> totally heard of this movie, and I. Uh, oh, God. Let's just go soda on this. What is far and away?
0: Mm. <laughs> uh, I love Jason's so, soda, by the way, I know. Way. You, writ, you read my
1: podcast on his podcast, you son of a bitch. Turned That's on me. That's right. Yes. I did.
0: I did. See, I'm, I'm a bad guy. What can yep. I say? I know. Uh, racist. Ch- racist. Yeah, I'm racist. Yeah, it's a whole deal. Ch- for four, four points, Young Kai. In this movie, is Michael Palin.
1: See, this is some... What is Time Bandits? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. For three no, no, points. No. Oh, oh, wait. What is it? first oh. called Wanda?
0: Yes, correct. You got it for four points, even though I gave you two two guesses, but it's fine. Yeah. Is, I had that course. on the
1: last one, and I couldn't pull it out of my butt. Yeah.
0: So if you put the, fir- you put the first main word together...
1: Man, I love fish.
0: Man, I love fish, and I think that's the that's the new podcast we gotta kind of start.
1: But we've been so into semen so far.
0: Okay. I mm-hmm.
1: feel like Man of the Semen is really up our alley right now.
0: <sighs> but I mean, have you ever been? Have you been to a buffet lately? Like, you know, we can get some. Yeah, real, but I feel like I, I know you're already like and... on
1: down on the racist. You got the racist people hating you, like people hating you for the racist stuff. Now you're gonna go for misogyny, like, it feels like Man of the Fish is like one of those kind of things.
0: Oh, oh, that's are a good really, point.
1: Are we really? Are we really going to go eat fish?
0: Double entendre. I was gonna. I was thinking we can we can podcast live from buffets and like kind of uh kind of rate and review buffets like seafood buffets.
1: Okay, I'm dead Oh, only seafood buffets. Yeah.
0: So so it's like how, how are how are the crab legs at the Pacific uh at the Pacific shores? How is the fondue fountain mixed with you know? You know, it doesn't just have to be the seafood, but seafood has to be a part of, you know, what well, we're offering. Well, I feel if like of you offering. put
1: fish in the title, we literally have to do the seafood buffets. Okay. Whereas we could have just gone Manila buffets and then we'd go get some pancakes and French toast and shit. But you've literally relegated us to the, uh, but to I'd the, like the- scampi jambalaya on a Sunday at a random buffet.
0: But I like the man I love F words kind of franchise you got going. So that's why I'm kind of okay. Well,
1: fridges, we could just do like a, like we could work on like what a top fridges of 2022, one per episode, 12 episodes.
0: We can break into people's houses and just see what's in their fridges and just kind of, yeah, I got you. Okay.
1: Man, I love fridges. So now we're racist. You're racist, but I'm also there. You're a thief. I'm not racist. You, to be clear, you're racist. I'm non-racist. So that's somewhere where like back and forth right. comes in. You're,
0: yeah. You'll you'll be like the center left guy. I'll be the right wing fascist. Yeah. Guy, and and like, I'm like, stop
1: w- that. But also, these guys have this mayo is four months overdue. I can't believe yeah. they still have this in here.
0: As long as we can grift on both sides, I think I think uh, I think there's a future here. This is good. Yeah.
1: They All have right. no toilet paper and a lot of Greek yogurt, and I think we know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. This is where my, my Crohn's disease detection skills come in (laughs) immediately.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I think this is a a bang up idea. We have so many ideas, but Kai, thank you so much for coming on movie food. Do you want people to find you on the interwebs? Like, like obviously you're a brilliant artist. Like tell, tell the people if how and how you want to be found, or if you just want people to ignore you.
1: I don't, I'm, I, I, I don't call myself a brilliant artist. I am an artist. I would love if people could go to my Instagram. It's um, at the amazing man, like the amazing Spider-Man. But my name is Kai. So take the SPI and make it a K.A.I. Mm. Um, I put all my art there. I put all the shows I do. If you're ever at a Comic-Con or a show I'm doing, come up and see me. Uh, check out my art, buy some of my art, support local art. It's hard to get out and do things you love and dream about when oh, you're yeah. my age. Um, most people I know have given up on that shit and I refuse to I'm going to be a kid till I die um, I would love to promote mental of the fun we are just like on long time hiatus uh, at some point yeah. my stuff took off and Heather was dealing with stuff so we've taken yeah. a break from it it may come back it may not it's really nice to get together and do stuff like this with you for sure um, so yeah so check that out and uh, listen to Steve and Steve's a good dude and I love him and he's one of the funniest guys I've ever met so listen to this oh. show
0: Oh, thank you. Good, sir. Um, I don't know if I've told you about pit hits. Pit hits is like, is like this little fun side project I've been working on. Um, I, I, are you familiar with John boy at all? John boy media. He's, he's the guy, he kind of break, he does these kind of fun breakdowns of baseball highlights. Well, essentially I'm doing that. I'm doing like breakdowns of mosh pit moments, like two guys. Holy team up.
1: shit. How do I get in on that?
0: Like two guys team up in a mosh pit and like spin each other around and like clobber a bunch of kids.
1: So you're like Stuart Scott and Scott Van Pelt watching a mosh pit and yeah, like it,
0: breaking it down. Breaking it down the dynamite? Crowd, you know, the, just like if someone's getting crowd killed. I'm describing it. If someone's doing a crowd walk over like five children, like like I got it covered. Yeah. How do so I
1: how do I become a part of this?
0: You go to YouTube, search my channel Pit Hits and you'll see it i have i have maybe about 13 videos up i have an idea for for 14 and 15 that will be up soon but yeah i figured that would be in your wheelhouse with your punk rock hardcore roots um cuz hardcore music's making a comeback like like are you like do you, do you ever watch like live concert footage on youtube now like, like it's like it's amazing you you pick a band you pick a year you youtube it and you can find at least three concerts of that band up in that year. It's yeah. wild.
1: Yeah. So uh, especially in COVID, I actually paid to watch a concert on my television put on by Weezer at the LA Philharmonic during during COVID, which was actually very entertaining. Yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. very good. Yeah, they're it wasn't good. wasn't Axis level bad. It was actually very good. Um, yeah, no, I've gone back and watched some Lagwagon. I watched some uh, Real Big Fish. There's mm-hmm. a deep throw for you guys. Oh, yeah. Um.
0: I love watching like I love I love Googling No Effects 1994 or 1996. Like those years, they were like on fire and just like they were totally obnoxious in between in between songs and then like playing so fast. So yeah.
1: The problem is I went to so many shows during those years. I don't need to YouTube them. I may have in fact been there. I actually have a friend that I can't remember the goddamn band right now. It's gonna haunt me, but I have a friend that went to a punk show in a backyard in LA back in the 90s and he's on the cover of the CD for the band because they <laughs> shot the mosh pit for the CD cover and he's on it
0: yeah like I know a guy who um grew up going to like house parties in like Manhattan Beach and like Pennywise would always be the, the what would, would be the house band that's like in the late 80s and like for his perspective from his perspective he, he would go to a party and, and and him and his friends would be like oh Pennywise again and it's just so funny because, like, from our perspective, it's like that's like the one of the biggest bands of all time.
1: Um, yeah, the the one that yeah. the, the funny thing. My wife has pictures of her uh, sitting on uh, Tom DeLonge's lap with Whoa. Uh, yeah with him in that because San Diego. She's from like yeah. the Fallbrook area, so like she would go to this house party and Blink would be playing all the time. What was mine? Oh, I worked with a girl in high school at a Mexican restaurant, and every, so I was obnoxiously into hip hop. I was obnoxiously into hip hop and this is before I kind of discovered punk my freshman year and she would tell me there's this band in Long Beach playing that she's going to go see and she like kind of knows them Mm. and she would show me home videos she would take sitting on the side of the stage watching this band. The band was fucking sublime. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and
1: she had the Tabasco sticker in her car. I was like, "Whatever, man." DJ Quick, motherfucker. Yeah, you know. And then <laughs> you know, a few years later, I I realized kind of how brilliant those guys were, and I had like a front row seat to go see them, and never did.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Because like, I, you probably would have dug it. Because live, if there's there's a lot a lot of their music sounds hip hoppy, you know, in you know in sports. Yeah. So it's like, it's a cool. No, blend.
1: I was you know, well, first of all, I was fourteen, but also, I thought I knew better than everyone one of those things has changed right. you're wrong that's why called Kays always right see you know what I'm saying
0: you are always right um, we want to of course thank Carlo for producing the pod today his you can find him on uh, at Carlo Kino with K's on Twitter follow the show at at movie food pod we uh, we've been doing stuff and follow Carlo's letterbox at at astro fish F-I-S-C
1: and th- thanks for taking a step back and letting me just be me and have room to talk because I'm a little ADHD. I appreciate yeah. that,
0: Carla. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, you're welcome. Kai. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, oh,
1: he's Italian. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So do you, do you have any closing sentiments you want to give to the people before we we get out of here? Uh,
1: never eat yellow snow. Mm, let's see. Uh, okay. Trusting God, but lock your door.
0: What, what? Wisdom.
1: And, Wisdom. uh, never bathe in semen tubs. I think that's important. If we've, if we've, if there's one thing we want to get across today, besides not being racist like Seabush, it's don't get in semen tubs, because you might go back and do some weird shit. Respect.
0: Okay. Yeah. Hector 3 for life.
1: Bye-bye. Peace!